Hey guys, Brady Trantham here. This is our no cap recap podcast that we do on Patreon following every single OU game. Also, um, during the offseason, we'll do similar Patreon podcasts, but um, just, to, just to give you guys a taste, we, uh, we're going to give you guys the first 10 or 15 or so minutes of the podcast. And if you like it enough, go to patreon.com slash through the keyhole where you can find this entire episode plus more podcasts plus written articles from Alan Kinney, from myself, from Peyton Guthrie, more OU content on patreon.com slash through the keyhole for your OU fandom fix. So without further ado, here's the episode. Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. It's called What's up? It's No Cap Recap. One last time for 2023. Thank fucking God, by the way, because holy shit, what that game was a complete and utter uh, disaster. It was a disaster. And yes, you know what? We know, we know. We've been saying it for a month. It's a preseason game played at the end of the year because of all the reasons. You don't have Dylan Gabriel anymore. You don't even have your best offensive lineman anymore because uh, according to Brian Bosworth, there's dark money flowing out of like the, the dungeons of Columbia, Missouri. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of disadvantages. Oh, you had um, going into this game. They're playing a very good team, a very motive. The, uh, I'm not going to say the a more motivated team. Cause that's, that's bullshit loser talk. Um, oh, you wanted to win this game too. And they certainly played like it. They gave a shit. Um, but there's no doubt that if either if either team won, what what would it do more for? Who would it do for more for? It was Arizona. I mean, OU wins 11 games, cool. Arizona wins 10 games, amazing. Like, remember that forever. Um, but a lot of disadvantages for Oklahoma, but they still had more chances than not to put this game away well into the second half. And OU comes up very short, losing by 14, 38 to 24 to the Arizona Wildcats in the Alamo Bowl, in an Alamo Bowl that we would all like to forget. But I am here, Brady Trantham, alongside Monsieur Matt Burton and Mr. Peyton Guthrie from Southeast Oklahoma. I don't know if that's, I don't know if people knew that, Peyton, if uh, if that you were, you're from Durant, right? Yes, yes, from from Durant down here in the, the Little Dixie. Little Dixie, I uh, are you gonna wear that T-shirt? <laughs> no, you're just you're just smiling. Okay, no. And do only people from not Durant call it Durant? 
No, there are some people here that call it Durant as well, but I think that's obviously played up because uh, of the hatred that the, the Shady 580 gets from you uh, Northerners. <laughs> oh, okay. We won't have a civil war on this podcast. Everybody, we love you. We love you, our patrons. Um, I don't. Are we doing a preview on this one as well? That that that. I, apparently, that's been going pretty um, solidly. So, um, yeah, I think to, so. Sounds great. Yeah, to prospective patrons, you know, this is what we do after um, every game. This was initially the idea for through the keyhole when it began. Was just let's have a post game show where, because um, at the time I was on the radio, um, my co host Keegan was uh, covering OU for oh god, was it All Sooners? Yeah, he was covering for All Sooners. So it was just kind of like okay, let's have a a podcast that not everybody can essentially listen to so we can say some of the things that we really believe. And that's kind of what kind of grew through the keyhole. So to prospective patrons, we put, we put this out in addition to having some Patreon podcasts um, during the off season, of course, for our patrons, um, just extra content, extra OU fun, um, or OU fans just like you are. And so right now we are we're just as disappointed as you are. So if you are so inclined to help support, we would greatly appreciate that. Just go to patreon.com slash through the keyhole and you'll find written articles. You'll find video breakdowns from Peyton. You'll find more podcasts, like I said. So please give us a, a, a read through, give us a look, and uh, hopefully we inform and entertain as much as we can especially from a 14 point loss to some school from the desert everybody let's just get it right off the bat um six turnovers is uh that that is uh an absolute travesty of a performance that that is just bad it cannot happen it's really weird guys that at one point i think oh you had three or four turnovers and they still outgained arizona by like 200 yards and they had the game pretty much solidly in their hands. Um, it just goes to show you that, you know, OU has the talent. They have the capability to be that explosive. And yes, if eh, I hate doing this whole thing. Oh, if you had told me before the game that, OU had 550 yards total and Arizona had 27 yards on the ground, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, yeah, it, it's a funky looking game. When you look at the stats, we'll get down into all of it, but let's just start off with like kind of the, the, the headline of the game from the OU perspective guys. Uh, Jackson Arnold, 26 of 45, 361 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and a fumble that pretty much iced the game. Um, this, I mean, Jackson Arnold's performance went about, it mirrored OU's performance. The beginning of the game, very bad. The end of the game, very bad. The middle of the game where OU probably took, should have just taken control and ended it. Um, Jackson Arnold looked like every bit of the quarterback that um, we've been hearing since he was recruited um, out of Denton Geyer. So, um, a lot to be hopeful for, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's the no cap recap. I am who I am. So I'm going to piss everybody off and just listen. I can already hear people telling me how much of an idiot I am, which is fine. I will start off by saying when you are QB one at OU, you have high expectations and often unfair expectations. When I sat in the stadium this year, and watch Dylan Gabriel make one bad throw, and I would hear, put in Jackson Arnold, or I would get on Twitter and say, put in Jackson Arnold. Well, that builds it up to a point where I'm like, this guy needs to be great. Day one, I don't care what the situation is. And when I hear Brent Venables compare him to Sam Bradford, 
I'm like, okay, like, okay, okay. I, I, I have very high expectations. So on his third throw where he throws a pick where he just completely eyes on Drake stoops and the, and a deep safety runs 15 yards upfield to pick it off. Not a good look. He did bounce back from it. He throws another pick on the boundary, um, kind of a chunk play. It was a good play on the defensive back, but it was another kind of like lock on to your receiver type moment. Guys, I know Jackson played a good game when you consider all the factors, but Peyton, I just can't help but hyper-focus on some of the bad things. And some of the bad things are what caused OU to lose this game. Now, does it matter in the long run? Probably not. They're going to be running a different offense in the spring, in the summer, and then next season in the SEC with Seth Luttrell actually running his offense. Um, there's going to be different guys blocking for him. You hope that they perform better than they did last night. But, I mean, we're expecting a very transfer-heavy offensive line. We're expecting a bunch of kids, like 18-, 19-year-old inexperienced guys, to make a lot of significant um, – play a lot of significant snaps on the offensive line next year. And it's in the SEC where all the defensive linemen and edge rushers are. So when I sit back and I remember Jackson Arnold just standing in the pocket too long and getting hit and fumbling or being forced into bad throws that got picked or should have been picked, like, I'm sorry, your QB wanted OU. That's not good. That's not good enough. He'll have a lot of time to bounce back from it. But I I'm just not as, like, blown away or as encouraged about the future as most people are about Jackson Arnold. And, and maybe I'm just stupid Peyton that's fine but um I just I can't help but hyper focus on on the, the mistakes last night yeah I mean I, I I don't think you're alone in that there I got some texts some friends and some other uh podcast uh, Oklahoma podcast hosts who were very much like I don't know this is going to be rough Brent Venables ain't him we need to get rid of Seth and it's all that type of stuff kind of floating around you know last night just due to again it's our job to talk. I mean, our job, but we we enjoy talking about Oklahoma football and we enjoy watching Oklahoma win, especially um, at times in which, you know, it seems like they should, you know, Oklahoma. I don't know that when it comes to the Jackson Arnold stuff, I'm totally fine with. There's a couple of things, obviously, I wish he hadn't done, you know, reports out of camp in the preseason when people were clamoring from Jackson Arnold at the even then was basically. He's going to throw a beautiful football. He's going to make some wild plays in which you make you think first round NFL guy, this is it. But he puts the ball in situations because he has that ability. He puts them in, you know, it's it's the Brett Favre. I, I tweeted that yesterday. He told me to stop. But it's the Brett Favre, John Elway thing where it's like, oh, they're just going to throw it up. Okay. Uh, the defense is going to get a couple, but they're also going to be a couple 80 yard beautiful shots that make you think, wow, this dude is unbelievably special. Uh, that's where Oklahoma is right now with him. He needs to just mature, you know, and that's where Oklahoma will needs to kind of stay at with Jackson Arnold, allow him to mature, allow him to understand when to check down, when to go things. It's a Kyler Murray issue had had that too. He would wait and wait and wait and wait because he always knew, oh, I can just run away <laughs> or I could throw the ball 80 yards. You know, if you have super supreme talents like a Jackson Arnold, who I feel completely fine saying it's a super a super talent. Uh, if you have people like that, they're going to rely on their physical capabilities and physical attributes. 
and be fine with waiting. You know, there's some stuff you've said, uh, not yet on the podcast, where it's like, man, he's just standing there. And I, I noticed that a lot too, but I think I took it from a different perspective than you are. I went, man, this dude is calm. He is smooth. There's a couple of times, you know, a, a defensive end was free on him and he waited, waited, made a look like the, you know, the pass to, to Nick Anderson for the touchdown. I kept thinking, I kept saying, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Cause he was so casually just moving around while this dude was coming down on him. And he just threw a touchdown, like a beautiful pass. I mean, he's the, the game isn't too fast for him quite yet. He needs to know he can operate a little bit faster. He needs to be able to see these guys open. Uh, right now, he's looking for them to be open and then trusting his arm to get the ball there. You know, like uh, you know, Drake Stoops dropped one because the ball got there a little too quick and stuff like that. He needs to know he can get there sooner and throw that ball sooner. Um, I think that's probably the only issue I have of him as of this point in time. Um, but when you see stuff he can do with his legs, you see stuff he can do with his arm. I mean, the shot to, to Brennan Thompson was just like, that's – Anytime I complained about Dylan Gabriel throwing a deep ball, because I knew that's how a deep ball should be thrown. We shouldn't have wide receivers having to stop and then like catch it and then try to run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not happening in Oklahoma next year. If those are connecting, those are the 80, you know, score from afar things <laughs> that uh, Levy always wanted to do. So I- I'm fine right now. And then also these, these defenders made some really good plays. The third pick, um, Jackson Arnold had Drake open. He saw it, he double clutched it, he looked the, the linebacker guy off, and then he tried to fit it in, and the dude just made a very, very athletic play to re- recover and then readdress himself back into the throwing window. You know, I thought Jackson did a re- I was standing up going, oh, wow, Jackson just completely manipulated that dude to get him out of the passing window. And then the guy made a play, so, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, Are we going to RPO he, next year? Guy. Real quick. I think, I, is, yeah, is that Seth, a part Seth of Seth does that? God fucking damn it. I, I just, I'm so... It's not like a massive, massive thing, but it is, it is a, a part of what he does. 